Hey, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade. And each week, Joe tells me stories that he doesn't want to be told publicly. And we never say them while we're recording. And if we do, we edit them out. Right, Joe? I am dying for the show to be over so you can explain that joke to me. Because, because, because we... Go ahead. You're not editing anything, so oh, I was like oh, making yeah. a joke that's, that's like, the, oh, I'm yeah. going to tell you all these stories that Joe doesn't want people to hear. Oh, that's right, because I told Mike, I have zero time to edit the show. We're actually we're, So we usually record on Wednesdays and then release it the following Monday. That gives me a nice big cushion to edit. Yeah. This week, because, and I'll explain why, I've been, I was very sick. And so we had to push it back to today, which is Sunday, right before the big pres- second presidential debate. Yeah. And uh, so we want to release it tomorrow. So it's going to literally, I'm going to take it as soon as we're done and package it and put it ready for Mike to upload it. So nothing, anything that happens on this show is going on the air. Okay. But if Betty, because you know I'm, I'm at home for a couple more days. Yeah. If Betty calls me, you're going to hear Betty with hands going, Joey, hello, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you, by the way? You're in at your parents' house, like yeah. you said, for a couple more days. How's that going? It's going good. It's, uh, uh, you know, my first story has to do with actually when I first got there, you know. It, it couldn't have been worse timing, uh, This uh, my, the people I sublet from coming back, because they came smack dab uh, on a Tuesday in the middle of my two days of classes and the following day i had a math midterm and my final english paper was due okay and i told that story on the air about the english paper i turned it in right i think yeah i told that story in the show but what happens is this has been happening since i've gotten older is in stressful situations and i was very stressed at that time As I've gotten older, these situations that emerge in junior college have been yeah. coming out. <laughs> all my all my awful, you know, going to school when you're older. Yeah. Any stressful situation. Yeah, you know, when, you know, when you're dating, when you go to school, or when you're dating a 22 year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're very stressful situations. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I realized they cause me a great deal of stomach problems after the fact. So when I'm in the middle of the stressful situation, oh, I don't get yeah. sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get sick at all. But then it's all done. Everything's done. Stress is over. My body then, like, melts and collapses. I don't know what you want to say. Unclenches, almost. Yeah, like- it, uh, yeah, that's what it is. It unclenches, and then that's when the problems happen. So, yeah. like, the, 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 the day after the midterm, my stomach, I get, like, severe acid reflux, which is known as the business, and what a gross word it is, as GERD. Ew. Yeah, I've never word, heard that term. Yeah, G E R D. It's GERD. Uh, and oh it's a, my GERD. Yeah, oh my GERD. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's how you are. You're oh my GERD. My stomach's hurting me, and um, <laughs> and it's it's bad. It like actually mimics a heart attack. And in fact, oh yeah, that's I. That all makes sense because this is this is not the first time this has happened. No, yeah. no, and I've done extensive research on GERD. It, and you've the, you've even like called nine one one thinking you were having a heart attack. Before. Yes, yes, right. because and and even even on GERD websites tell you even every medical website tells you because they mimic this it mimics a heart attack so closely 
always go if you think you're having if you if you have the pains and you're afraid go to the emergency room right okay that is and, scary because if this is like something you get used to yes you know what i mean you're a boy yes. who cries oh nerd. mike lawson how you are foretelling the future oh. so yes believe it or not so uh okay go on yeah i know what you're gonna say and yes you're right um so yeah so it mimics a heart attack so i but i know i realize i have it so i take my medication and and uh you know thursday friday and then saturday i am not saturday i'm not feeling well either but like i i have to go to this wedding for our friend mike craig former colleague mike craig was getting the show friend of the show definite friend of the show for (laughs) sure friend of the show mike craig was getting married in downtown Los Angeles, and I felt awful. Awful, Mike Lawson. I felt awful, okay? Like, if anyone who's ever had this knows, it, it really, like, puts a, it, it makes your life every moment miserable. Mm-hmm. So I uh, go to this wedding, though. I, I suck it up like a champ, and I go to the wedding, and Mike Lawson, I actually, cause I started drinking at lunch. The last thing you're supposed to do, by the way, when you have GERD <laughs> is drink. Yeah. But I was faced with this situation where, like, I literally knew one human being there. Well, I knew Mike Lawson. I mean, I knew Mike Craig, but he's getting married. Yeah, he he had stuff going on. Yeah, I knew one person there, so I just kept downing the free wine. Had you right? met his fiance now wife? I had never met her before that night, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so what's funny is uh, what is she's going around the tables... And uh, she, I introduced myself to her. I go, oh, my God, it's a beautiful wedding. And she goes, oh, my God, I feel like I know you already. And I say, she's like, what? And she's like, Mike plays your podcast. And I hear your podcast. I hear, like, every, I've heard, like, every episode. And I feel oh like I God. know you. Yeah, she goes, I feel like I know you and Mike already. And I was like, oh. That's funny. Yeah. So that <laughs> well, was. Well, that's ca- cool. That's yeah, nice. that was cool. And I got drunk. And you know, here's the thing, too. And I'm going to toot my own horn here. I had a very popular humor column in college. Yeah. So a lot of people were coming up to me and saying, oh, my God. The name of the column was Cup of Joe. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my God, Cup of Joe. How are you? Blah, 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 blah. What are you doing now? Oh, you know, <laughs> hanging out, doing a podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, you make money doing that? No. Mm. No. No. And I talked to my old friend. We do a podcast. Oh, you get paid for that. No, 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 no. Yeah. And what are you doing? Oh, taking English and math classes. Yeah. Weren't we in school together over 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I can keep drinking, right? right? Then the next morning, I peel myself out of bed. And Mike Lawson, where we get to do a combined story here. What do we do next? Oh, so that was the Sunday that we met up for breakfast. Yes. Was, this, was it a Sunday? It yeah. was a Sunday morning, Mike Lawson. Oh, so I, w- I went down to San Diego, Joey, as you know. It feels weird because, like, our schedule's a bit off because you got sick and everything. So we are, be- like you said, pushing this one out immediately. Usually we have a few days. But we did catch up that one Sunday. So, you know what I mean? I'm all thrown off. Like, we did yeah. catch up. We just didn't, like, record it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I drove down to San Diego. I was going to mention this. I didn't, I'm not actually sure why I didn't mention it when we ate breakfast either. I've been feeling just like depressed in a weird way. Like, 
and for the first time, it's not like connected to. Like, Did you go back and listen to your old podcast? <laughs> no, I remembered that I do this one with you. That's what it was. <laughs> um, the like, I feel like. I you it used to be a joke that you told a lot. You actually haven't told it much on this podcast, but you used to always tease me that I would like sit alone and be like sad. And remember how that used to be a running gag with you, Joe? I think the actual joke was this is when you lived in Garden Grove, correct? Yeah. And I think the actual joke was along the line because Mike and I used to hang out a lot when he lived in Garden Grove, and the joke was something along the lines of. When I wasn't hanging out with you, that I just imagined you just sat in your room in the dark. Oh, right. Uh, alone. Yeah. And I feel like I, I've i never been, like, um, diagnosed with any sort of depression or anything. Uh, but that could just be because I never made the appointment and went in and talked to someone, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like it had always been, like, connected with something. Like, I was unhappy oh, but- at, with a job or yeah, I yeah. had money problems or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it just always, or my health, it just felt like it coincided with something. But I feel yeah, like yeah. right now, everything's good. Mm-hmm. And I still I've been there. Like, want to be alone and, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's weird. You know what the most depressing part of this story is? What? You know this Fakakta Taylor the Latte Boy now is going to contact you. No, because <laughs> he's a therapist. Yeah, he's a therapist. No. I will. You know what? I feel badly. Uh, as Edit you that hear, joke out. No, I can't. As, <laughs> as, you, as you will hear uh, later, there's a shocking twist that happened in my life oh, good. a few days ago, and uh, he was amazing during it. So, good. but but I but I'm still thinking Taylor. You know, Taylor's like, oh, let me contact Mike. How does that make you feel, Mike? That you. <laughs> But the reason I bring that up is because I went down to San Diego. This is the second uh, drive down to San Diego I've done this summer. And the first time I went down, I posted on Facebook, like, I'm in San Diego for the weekend or something. And there were a couple people that from Orange County, which isn't too far from where I was staying, that were like, oh, you know, I wish we knew we could have met up for dinner or something. And I was like, well, I'll be back down in a few weeks. Like, we should do something then. Um, and then another friend who I um, was really close to when I was in Garden Grove, she was up in San Francisco, and I just happened to see something on Instagram, and we started talking. And she was like, I'm leaving in like a few hours, but if you're ever in Orange County, I was like, I am. I'll be there, you know, in October. Joe, I went down, and I didn't like contact anyone. Well, I told you, and then we met up for breakfast, but that was low-key. No, but I also feel, in fairness to your depression, that I was the one, because I knew you were coming through, pestering you, like, when can we meet up? I feel you would have been completely content not, if I wouldn't have said anything, just not having breakfast with me. Yeah, I, I guess so, but also, like, I feel like, I mean, you, I basically stopped uh, on my drive home. We ate breakfast and talked, and then I got back in the car and left. It wasn't like an event, you know? Yeah, and I, and I, and I planned something that was really close to your route. True, true. So that was basically my San Diego trip. It was so just dull. And... Oh, but I do want to talk about our breakfast. Oh, okay, because I didn't – what about yeah, well, it? Oh, you that you made me eat beef? No, I did not make you. <laughs> Guys, I have two things to talk about this breakfast. I, I, I forgot cannot, all I'm about gonna, that. I'm going to force Mike to now pick the restaurants. Last time Mike uh, informed me after he decided not to eat the meal that he doesn't like Korean food. No, I picked the Korean place though, Joe. Oh, okay. Remember we were we were walking through and you were like, I like this place a lot. Well, Mike, and you I also looked at picked the, the meal. Menu. 
I looked at the menu and I was like, okay, this one dish doesn't sound super Korean because I'm not a fan of Korean food. Yeah. I mean, so that's, I, respectable. I, that's all on me. I'm not putting any of that on you. Okay, then how is this next one on me? Mike orders. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to think about this. I'm going to pose it as a question even though you can't answer. Mike looks at the menu and it has it's a big menu. Will you admit it's a big menu? Sure. Okay. And it's a breakfast diner place. And yeah. Mike says, I'll have the, the California chili omelet. Right. And I go, okay. And in the description of the chili omelet, it describes the green chilies that are in it. So I'm like, that sounds good. But I, it's like, also spelled C-H-I-L-I. Uh, was it? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they, play, they bring this omelet out. Mike eats three bites and pushes it away. And he's like, this has beef in it. And I go, no, I didn't say that has beef in it. I said, I think this has beef in it. That's all I said. And I go, yeah, it's a chili omelet. You ordered a chili omelet. And he goes, oh, I just thought it had like green chilies in it. So, of course, I feel guilty. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. Part two is I have this GERD. Oh, uh-huh. I ordered I ordered the chilaquiles, uh-huh. which had chorizo and chips doused in red chili sauce and eggs. Uh-huh. It was delicious. <laughs> Mike Lawson. Sure. I almost went to they the hospital They should just rename night. it GERD, because when you eat it, you don't know if it's going to give you heartburn or a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, they should just call it <laughs> chila eggs or something. Mike, I almost went to the hospital. That night was real. That really? whole day and night, oh my God, it was awful. I was in awful awful miserable discomfort and pain but i didn't right yeah just swallowed every kind of antacid and everything you can think of i did okay do you have to like sleep sitting up i hear that that's a technique yes like the elephant man it's awful (laughs) okay so Uh (laughs) yes you do so and and it was really bad this is the worst i've ever had it and i think what happened is i had gerd you know, this is like, you know, when I had my, I think I've talked about this on the show, like eight years ago, I literally was frozen uh, in back pain. Like I couldn't move. I had to go to the hospital for a few days. Right. It, because I didn't listen to my back. Same thing here. I didn't listen to my stomach. Then I went to a, a, a beautiful wedding, by the way, because I know my Craig listens. And um, uh, I just want everyone to know that my mom, who knows I was doing the podcast. Yeah. Just opened the door and said, like, mouth, aren't you going to come eat? Like, I'm talking in headphones into a microphone. <laughs> but she mouthed it. You couldn't hear it. I didn't hear it, yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't take care of my stomach. And so I went to Mike Craig's beautiful wedding. It was gorgeous in downtown LA in the middle of all the buildings and had a fantastic time. But I was eating, drinking wine, eating great food. They had these chalk, uh, salted... Um, um, macaroons i think i was kind of drunk i don't know what they were but i had a bunch of those right yeah oh by the way i realized i don't think i like necessarily young guys i think i like twinkie guys what was there one there there was this twinkie guy who i was just fawning over right i was just i wish mike lawson's gonna tell him now too but i was just like like, craig you mean oh yeah whoever you're gonna tell him or mike craig's gonna tell him i was just following him on like a puppy dog right but he was 40 but super Twinkie. Okay. Okay. So anyway. Uh, but that you're saying that just because there's one 40-year-old Twink, that means that you just like Twinks, not age? Like the, one person doesn't represent, doesn't help you with a pattern. Don't you need like 
a few that are outside of this, the really okay. young age. Any any thirty five or older twinks, please email me a message. <laughs> you know, on this RuPaul's if you include Drag Race, a shirtless picture, <laughs> yeah, Mike. On this RuPaul's Drag Race recap, we get so many. Uh, pinup shots of guys. Oh my uh-huh. god, we have so many pictures now because one time we flattered this guy, and now it's a slew of. Don't get me wrong. If you if you listen to both shows, please keep doing it. We all love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, but it's it's crazy. And catching up fans are welcome to do that as well. Okay. Anyway, uh, Mike, I was paying so hardcore for this. Right, Wednesday was so bad, so bad. Like I was uncomfortable at school. Wednesday was so bad. That night, I told my parents, "I'm I'm going to urgent care because I sure. I don't know if this is a heart attack now. I'm because I you you should know I have a phobia of having a heart attack. I have a phobia of just dropping dead of a massive heart attack. Okay, and does does a heart attack take days? Isn't a heart attack like fast and painful? Yeah, but I have this feeling that like what I'm feeling is um the Leading onset of heart it? of heart disease. Okay, does that make sense? And that my heart's not operating correctly. Sure. And so I go, I need to, I need to go to urgent care. I need to go. They close at nine. It's seven thirty. Let's do this. And they I was gonna go by myself, but they insisted that they go. Nice. That's nice so, of them. Yeah. So I go to urgent care. They both run of a, them? Both of them went, yeah. Okay. They run a battery of tests. You mm-hmm. know, they did an EKG. They but then the woman put lab so there's a there's a there's a there's a story here that's gonna be only interesting to Mike Lawson, but I'm still gonna tell it in the show because we're not editing. They uh, run a urine test, every test, they check everything, they check my heart, well, as much as they can backwards and forwards. I wish I wish they would give me like a stress test and do all that stuff, but whatever. They do everything they can for me there. They give me a GI cocktail, which is um, my Lanta mixed with some sort of numbing liquid, which did make me feel better. And then I sleep very well that night, and I will say, I after that trip to the urgent care, I turned the corner. And so since then... I still have to be careful. I still have to eat a bland diet, but I'm not in pain anymore. Well, that's well, good. That's good. So here's the crazy thing. Do we need to talk about how, so Friday night, you know, I uh, did the Paul's Drag Race recap. I had dinner with Chris and Mercedes and um, went out with a friend, uh, Jay Ellis, and then went home and was probably asleep for about half an hour. And just so you know, I don't want to get too into this. Um, I have a history with my parents where, especially my parents, but anytime, if you ever sleep in the same place as I, I have some sort of like post-traumatic stress disorder because of stuff that's happened in my family, where if you wake me up in the middle of the night, I freak the fuck out. Like okay. freak out. Like, huh, what happened? What happened? What happened? Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stuff that's happened in the past. Get the knock on the door. I freak out. And then just like worst of all nightmares, it's my dad. And he says... Your Uncle Richard, who's my mom's brother, um, we just found out he passed away. Oh, God. Um, he um, had a heart attack and he died. Shit. So I walk out and, I, you know, to respect my family's privacy, um, I'm not going to say, I mean, I, I loved him very much. He's my godfather. And it was really hard. And my parents took it really hard. My mom, especially, it's her brother. Sure. And so uh, it was really bad. And so they, we talked for a little bit, and my mom was really upset. But then no one had, she has another brother. They hadn't told him. So my parents decided to drive. They didn't want to call him. They said to drive to his house and tell him in person. And they asked me to tell him. What time is it? This is probably one in the morning now. Oh my God. So my brother, they, they tell me to call my brother. 
uh, after they leave. So they leave, and I call my brother. My brother's really upset. And he and the kids come down to my parents' house. And we and so the kids go to they have a room here, and so the kids go to bed, and then my brother, my sister in law, and I just sat downstairs and just talked all night, mm-hmm. and that was nice, you know. And uh, my parents came home around four in the morning, and uh, my mom was, you know, my mom was better. She was sad, very sad, obviously, but um, she she comes in, and my dad goes straight to bed, and. And she, my brother and I are sitting there asking her if she's okay. And she says, you know, uh, his wife told me what happened. He, you know, wasn't feeling well all week. And um, he was feeling like he's, he's had heartburn before. And oh, so he was crazy. just popping He was just popping the medicine. Well, because I was telling my brother, because my brother goes, how'd you sleep last night? I said, I had to take a Xanax last night. And he says, why? And I go, because we're sitting downstairs and mom says, you know, Richard, um... You know, he'd been feeling like, you know, not well all week and his he was having heartburn and his chest was burning and he just kept popping the omeprazole and taking my Lanta and Gas X and didn't go get his heart checked out and then he had a heart attack and died. Anyway, good night. And she knows you've been going through similar stuff. Yeah, but she's... you know, she was she's in her head, you know, she's not thinking yeah. about that. So But is I she thought... like connecting that dot at all? No, I told her yesterday and she laughed. Oh. Uh, it actually made her laugh. Because it was funny, like she was just like yeah, and so, yeah, they were just like yours. Their symptoms were just like yours, Joey. <laughs> anyway, good night. I mean, the difference is is that my uncle is, A, 75 years old. Right. With a history of heart disease. I mean, has stents, has had heart problems. And so I was telling her, I go, that is actually kind of silly. Like, I go to the hospital, and I don't have a history of heart disease. Right. Like, if I had a only, history of heart disease. You only have a history of hypochondria. <laughs> yeah, I have a history of hypochondria. <laughs> right. So, um, yes. So I went through that this week, and... Uh, uh, it, it's actually, you know, I was telling, uh, t- you know, t- I told Taylor the Latte Boy what had happened, and he, of course, as a form, he's a, still a therapist, but a former bereavement counselor, mm-hmm. he kicked into high gear and was totally awesome. And um, I was saying, you know, one of the great things about being part of an ethnic family is, like I told you, you know, we found out about this twelve thirty in the morning. Uh, my mom came back at four in the morning. By eight in the morning. Uh, we had to get up. We had a you know we had a very long day yesterday. But my brother and I went and bought Mexican sweet bread. We went and bought you know Mexican food, and like just a whole swarm of people were just coming through the house all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so my mom, even people are still here right now as we're doing this show. There are people downstairs, you know, just hanging out, being together, and and that's kind of a good thing. And um, so that's sort of what's going on. But I had uh, no idea. I haven't talked to you since Sunday. Well, in a sick way, I'm very like, well, I better save this for the show. In a weird way, all of our stories are like that. Like, I don't know. Like, we only catch up while we're on the show now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For I would only tell part. you about a story if it was going to affect the recording of the show. This didn't affect the recording of the show, so... Yeah, and that's actually why we didn't record the show on Wednesday. I mentioned that because I was too sick with my stomach. And I went yeah, to urgent I care, actually. That, yeah. Instead of recording, I went to urgent care that night. So, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on there. Um, so your your heartburn GERD feels better, though, you're saying? It does. It comes and goes. Like, right now, I'm actually feeling it a little bit. I don't know why. It could, But some t- what's happening now, though, is now it's sort of like uh, I just have to, like, burp it out, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to do right now in the air. Especially sure. since we're not editing, um, but 
Yeah, but it, it's not like it's not. It's literally two percent of what it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Like a week ago was like I couldn't sit comfortably. It feels like you're having. I, I've talked to doctors about it because I guess your stomach and your heart share the same nervous system. Sure. And so when you feel pain in this area, it also has the same feelings that your heart would give if it, if it was in pain. That makes sense. Yeah. So it, it mimic it, the the symptoms are very 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 similar. So. Everyone out there, be careful. So, uh, what's going, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, what day was it? Um, I want to say maybe Wednesday of last week or uh, Thursday. I don't. One day last week, um, I woke up and I have this app on my phone called Today Ticks. Are you familiar with this? No. It's a app that kind of lets you buy it it's about the local theater i'm not sure if it's in every area but i know they have it in uh probably la i know they use it in new york it's here in san francisco um and what you can do is buy rush tickets or enter the lottery for uh theater productions around your your place you know so i woke up and they uh i got a notification that hedwig and the angry inch was um had rush tickets available at 9 Mm a.m and it was whatever time and i was like you know what i'm gonna try to get a ticket because i don't have anything going on tonight and i'm gonna go to the theater all alone which with this whole kind of like depression thing i've been going through i thought maybe this will you know be good just Mm -hmm. go sit in the theater and watch something by the way just so you know as someone who has suffered from depression the fact that you're aware of the depression Mm mm-hmm I think is a very good sign. And you just know, you just realize like a cold or my stomach problems or if your back acts up or any sort of any like physical pain. People often don't like to like, you know, equate the two, but they're very similar. With Like if you had a cold, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I have a cold. You just be like, OK, you know, I have this basically like a sadness flu. Sure. And you, and you just got to just write it out. Yeah, yeah. And I hope I hope I did not. I didn't. I don't think that it's actually anything super serious or anything yeah it's just no a no funk. no yeah 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 yeah, yeah i've um, been there we've all been there so i got so anyway that morning i got tickets for hedwig uh or i got a ticket for hedwig and the angry itch for pretty cheap and i should say i have some friends that are uh from out of town one from denver and another who's actually from not too far from here but uh there's gonna be some sort of diabetes event in san francisco so they will be in town uh, during Hedwig's run, and we're going to go see it later this month. So I already have tickets for later this month. Should I, I thought, go see it in L.A.? Because the same cast is coming down to L.A. next. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, you should be careful because he takes every – I think it's Wednesday night off. So I must have saw it on a Thursday. So Darren Chris is um, not in it every Wednesday. Okay. Um, so that's something to be aware of. But anyway, I went and saw it. I liked it. This isn't a theater review show, so I will tell you it was good. There was, he's super masculine, and if you know Hedwig, um, and for the few times that I've seen it, and then in the movie version and stuff like, it's just a different way of playing that character. So it felt weird at first, but you do get used to it. Um, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I got the ticket, I go to the theater, I'm all alone, I'm fine, until I get inside the theater, and then it is. Uh, full of people waiting to get into the theater. I was a little bit early, of course. And 
I'm just, I don't know. It was like anxiety inducing like crazy because it was just all these people, mostly gay men too, because it's mm-hmm. Hedwig, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just was like really anxiety inducing. They eventually open the theater and I go to sit down. Now, my seat is a decent seat. Um, it's like in the back row of one section. So behind my seat, there's like a walkway. If that makes sense. Yeah. And the if, if people walk there, their feet are like my shoulder level, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, the theater's filling up, and then all, all of a sudden I see two guys walk in, walking up towards us. Yeah. One of them is wearing a cape, like a no. shin length, like um cape, like crocheted maybe cast no. can or no, something. Not. Yeah. Oh, and it's brown. Mike, this is not what some would call lies. This is catching up. You realize that, right? (laughs) But wait, the guy behind him is this attractive man who I went on two Tinder dates with, right? Yes. And the Tinder dates were not good. I mean, we were doing this show when I went on these Tinder dates. Oh, wait, is this who I think it is? No, I didn't talk about it on here, I don't think. Um, so okay. I don't think so. Tell me if this rings a bell. So we went on the first date. He's he was just like angry and yes. like I know who this is. Oh really? Is this the guy who like oh, I can't remember the story, but there was a guy, I believe he was African American. Mm. Oh no. Who wrote oh. me a letter? Afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my god, that would have been funnier. Um, but anyways, this is a guy, it, he, it was so kind of just like boring and there were no stories cr- produced from it. The gist was we like, went on like one. Like Steve is Captain Interesting. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what I mean is like Steve is a great guy, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like Steve is like, like taking you like on adventures. But I'm saying this guy's story never made it to the podcast because he's bo- nothing oh, happened. Oh, 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 oh. We I went on two saying. dates I see what you're saying. Okay. and there was nothing to tell. So the gist of it was we went on a one date. He was like angry and like just super pessimistic over shit that didn't have to be. Um, he didn't have to be angry about like, I don't know, the, the silverware that they mm-hmm. used at the restaurant or whatever. But during the date, he was like. Sounds like you're dating Daniel Brewer. During the date, never. During the date, <laughs> during the date, he was like, um, "My sister directed uh, Spam a lot down in San Jose. It opens this weekend." And I was like, "Oh, I've actually never seen Spam a lot." Or I was like, "I like Spam." I don't remember if I had seen it at that point because I saw it twice right around the same time. Uh, and he was like, "Well, why don't you come Saturday? I have two tickets." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well." You know, getting to San Jose is weird. And he's like, nah, I'll pick you up. Yeah. So, Wear a knitted that, cape. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to San Jose. We drove to San Jose, which is not a short drive. Drove to San Jose. We sat through Spamalot together. He was miserable the entire time. The entire drive back, he told me how awful the show was. Are you sure it wasn't Daniel Brewer? You're positive. <laughs> he dropped me off, and I never talked to him again. We might have texted a couple of times, but... Hmm. I was. It was never clear, talked to him again. It was clear when before we even went to the theater that it wasn't anything that was going to work out, right? Uh-huh. So anyway, this I see him walking up, and I'm getting nervous because I'm like, shit. There's two seats open right next to me, mm-hmm. but luckily they pass my row, and then right when their feet are right behind me, 
mm-hmm. the guy in the cape, he's like, their seats are right here. This is the row. I could see the numbers. It's no, right No, no. And so the guy who I went on the date with was like, let's just hop over. And the oh, guy no. in the cape is like, I am not hopping over this, which was dumb. So they come around, which means everyone oh, in God. the row has to stand oh, up, no. right? Oh, no. I'm already getting cringy right now. So the guy in the cape passes me first. And hello, whatever. And but by the way, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, for some reason, the gayest audience. I mean, I could guess reason. For some reason. But we're in San Francisco, too, which is extra gay. Um, Darren Chris has a glee following. Maybe that's yeah. gay. I don't know. It just was so gay. Uh, but this guy comes in. He passes me in his cape. And then the guy who I went on the date with came. And I, like, looked him in the eyes, ready to acknowledge him. And that I know him or or not acknowledge it. Like, I was going to pick up his lead because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, he's on a yeah. date. What if it's weird? I, I don't know. As yeah. an adult, I should have just been like, hey. But in my head, I also was like could realize I don't remember his name. So that's mm-hmm. awkward, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he had some weird something weird about his name. But I still don't remember his name. So... He sits down and he kind of like turns his body so he's not looking at me, which makes me oh, think he yes. recognized me, he but did. he doesn't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Um. So whatever. The show starts and it's good. And uh, like I told you, it was they both were really good. Um. I liked it. You should see it when it comes down your way. Did Joey? I have this memory of seeing Hedwig in a small theater in Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, me and you. Was that mm-hmm. us? Okay. Yeah. And then the girl did the car wash on me. Hedwig oh, did, did she? the car wash on me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> it was a small... The theater was the size of my bedroom. Oh, the right? theater was tiny. It was tiny. so awkward. It was tiny. <laughs> the angry inch was the size of the room. <laughs> it was Hedwig in the... <laughs> Hedwig in the angry inch. Yeah, Hedwig in the angry inch. <laughs> So, um, luckily, the show didn't have a, an intermission. Uh, so, it's 90 minutes, so I didn't have to, like, stand up and acknowledge him, right? The lights turn on after the show. He immediately stands up and faces away from me. <laughs> oh, girl, he, of course he knew it was you. He knew it was me, right? And he just didn't want to have that conversation. I was, I'm fine with that, though. Like, I think it's stupid and not so adult of him. But I think that that's, that's not bad on me right to let me go a- see this show about this uh gay guy who's rejected by his lover let me reject I, this guy standing I, um, next to me who i went a couple dates with i think it would have been less anxiety inducing for me if i wasn't alone in that situation so i could have leaned over and said to someone like i'm positive i've been on a tinder date with this guy you yeah. know but i couldn't do that because i was all alone all by yeah, that, that, that's actually a good story, Mike Lawson. That was a good one. Yeah. That was one of the good ones. Uh, do you have any other stories you want to tell? I have a, a bunch of like short little stories, like very short stories. I just wanted to cram into all one story, get rid of them. I do want to tell you, by the way, real quick, first, mm-hmm. um, I have a work uniform. This is something I brought up in a previous episode. You said you love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a at the point now where I want to transition this to be my everyday, not just a wor- what I wear to work. This is just mm-hmm. what I wear all the time. It is perfect. I feel confident that I look 
decent in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. never thinking, like, why did I pick this shirt? Because it's a shirt that I pick every day and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have enough uh, ability to – I have the ability to kind of change it up a little because I I just wear different pants with a collared white shirt. So, you know, I have navy blue pants or I have regular khakis or I have jeans or whatever. So there's still choice, but it's perfect. And I just wanted to say that here. And is it going well? Are people noticing you're wearing the same thing every Nobody's, day? Nobody's – well, Steve knows, but nobody notices – or has said anything. I like when people make fun of me as if I don't know that's what I'm doing. Right. Like when I've like <laughs> Joey Spitz and uh, his friends. One time I, I met with them for coffee, and they're like, "Oh, ha, 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 we knew it. We are Joe's going to be wearing a black shirt and jeans." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wear." Like my closet. Like we well, imagine that your closet is like nothing but black shirts. I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh." <laughs> yes, I've made this very clear. It also just takes a lot of like um, pressure off of my laundry day. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I, I live in a weird situation where I can't hang up a lot of clothes. Everything has to be put in my armoire or my drawers. Uh-huh. And so I have um, these five white shirts that I can iron every day on laundry day. I don't have to like iron every morning. I I know what I'm going to wear for this whole week, which before was a harder choice when I had to choose like actual outfits, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's the best thing I've ever done. I love it. Um, okay, Joey, what's up with you? Okay, one of this first one might be boring to everybody else but me and you. When I was when I, okay, when I went to Joshua Tree with Cameron, I was really freaked out about my blood sugar, so we went to Walmart and I bought like a cheapy blood sugar tester. I think it's like fifteen bucks and whatever, right? Yeah. And then I went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Oh, you have diabetes." By the way, I barely had diabetes, but okay, whatever. And I don't even have, I don't even have diabetes according to the American Diabetes Association, but whatever, Kaiser, you think I have diabetes? That's fine, okay. So they give me a fancy schmancy one touch Vario IQ uh, uh, diabetes tester, okay? Blood glucometer, yeah. Blood glucometer, thank you, okay. And I start using the blood glucometer, but my levels are really high. My blood sugar levels are super high on this thing. I'm like, that's weird, like. On my Walmart one, it wasn't that high, and that's super strange, right? But I was like, well, maybe my the Walmart one, because it's from Walmart. It's cheapy, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's giving me lower than expected values. So I talked to you about it, and you sent me a you forwarded me a couple of forum posts and whatnot where people complain that the One Touch Vario IQ runs high. Yeah. Okay. I tell my doctor this doesn't laugh at me but is like uh, okay yeah well it, um, it's a pretty sophisticated piece of equipment uh i'm pretty sure it's off and they're like sometimes the machines are very they're not calibrated to be correct with each other i go no sometimes it's like 30 points difference mm-hmm. he's like hmm and he goes well i my only suggestion would be next time you get your blood sugar tested you know the but drawn take the blood sugar at the same time sure Okay, so Mike, the woman, when I went to go see the doctor who saw me at the um, uh, urgent care, had me take a fasting blood sugar test. The next day, Lil Joey Batance took his Walmart tester mm-hmm. and his VarioTouch IQ glucometer. Okay. And I'm talking seconds after my blood was drawn. Science I, experiment. I did my tests. I will tell you that the Walmart one came in at 104 for a fasting blood sugar. The Vario Touch IQ came in at 114 
Okay. Um, okay. That's not too great of a difference, right? For one of the blood glucometers. Mike Lawson, I got the official results of my blood, my fasting blood sugar that test done. They drew my blood. We have a guess of what that number was. 102. 91. Oh, wow. So the very, like, so 91 to 104, okay, I'll deal. 91 to 114, that's a big effing difference. I think that the laws are regulating the window of accuracy, whatever that's called. What is that called? Like in polling, the plus or minus, the variance? The the variance. The The laws governing that or the restrictions on all of that are not as good as they should be. Um, There's a guy actually who I know who started an organization or a a campaign called Strip Safely. And you can find it at stripsafely.org. And it's about um, making sure the FDA... Uh, uh, closes that variance window for the most part. That's a that's a way of boiling it down. Well, they should. That, that's ridiculous because especially people might trust this because it looks fancy. It has like it's all digital. It's super, super, super fancy. The Walmart one is so low tech. Yeah, and, but the, uh, the the I think that the way that they frame it is that it's a variance. It's not that every strip is that much higher. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe your next Vario IQ test would have been closer, maybe yeah, but, even closer than the Walmart one. But true. But my but the problem is that could be very dangerous because my dad, for instance, my mom was telling me when I told her this that just recently my dad tested his blood sugar and it was like eighty four or something. Yeah. And they're like, fine, whatever. And then he started getting like really shaky. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Let me check this with the uh, they have another one touch, an older, lower tech one. Mike Lawson, his blood sugar was forty eight. Yeah. And they that that is go- super dangerous. I mean, the the fucked up thing about all of it is it's such an imperfect science anyway. So like, if I put lotion on my hands and test my blood, it could say that I'm two hundred, but I'm actually eighty. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But also like, if I am a hundred and ten. Let's say no. Let's say I'm at a perfect hundred, right? Let's call that perfect. Maybe you should tell people what normal fasting blood sugar, or what normal blood sugar range should be. Maybe they I think a, like a normal range would be like high eighties to like one ten. That's a okay. really big window, but um, so let's say I'm a hundred exactly, right? But my blood sugar um, is headed straight up, or let's say I'm a hundred and my blood sugar is headed straight down. Like, those are two very different scenarios where your blood glucometer is going to give you the exact same reading. So it's almost like a blood glucose reading is only just a tiny little part of what you need to know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, So that's interesting. I'm glad you got the science experiment done, though. Thank you. Yeah. I did Um, a YouTube video a long time ago where I did two blood glucose meters. Did I send that to you? You did. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. And that they were different too, weren't they? I don't yeah. remember, but yeah. So that happens. Um, I have a good story that I'm going to save because I want to do it correctly for another show. Because I'm running out of time, so okay. I'm going to tell you this. I want, but I want everyone to know this. I got my essay score back from my English. Oh, class. good! I, everybody's dying to know. People do actually genuinely ask me. Oh no, uh, I know. So so here's what happened. So last week I went into class 
And uh, we've moved on. We've moved on now to a reading pa- uh, passage, like a, an essay about the 50s, and, and it's about why people <laughs> From want Breitbart to... News. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's about why people are nostalgic about the 50s, and it's actually very... She doesn't pick it. It doesn't mean it's picked by the department. It's actually very um, not liberal. I mean, I mean, it's very liberal, not conservative. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, because the the premise is essentially like, well, the actual thing people think are awesome about the fifties were were awful, but the good the reason the fifties were great was because the government put a lot of money into social programs and and uh, tax breaks for the middle class and whatnot. Anyway, sure. so well, I think the argument could be made too. Like we think that it's great because either we're the type of people that like what you just said about the government funding social programs, or we're the type of person that likes one race dominating the others. Well, that's what that's what the the, the essay makes that argument because the essay ba- basically calls out conservatives and says you like all this shit, but the reason that was happening was because of the government funding of programs and because one race was basically dominating the other all the others and Right. It gets into that. Anyway, so we're talking about it and she's she's making the point. Like I said, she's a good English teacher when she's not being political. And yeah. so she was making the point. She's like there were people, believe it or not, everyone who didn't know Liberace was gay, right? And then I raised my hand. She goes, yeah. And I go, I go, I, I go. it's funny. That, you know, my parents were watching Behind the Candelabra. Remember that HBO movie? Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they were saying, like, how did people not know that Liberace was gay? And I said, I know. There are people now who don't know Barry Manilow is gay. And my parents go, Barry Manilow is gay? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And then the, te- the teacher goes, Barry Manilow is gay? <laughs> And I go, yes. And then the kids go, who are Liberace and Barry Manilow? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So then, it's true, so then, though. I mean, like, um, I'm trying to think recently. I guess, like, Anderson Cooper with my mom. She, that was yeah. surprising to her. Yeah. My parents, were, when I told them that, um, who's the guy from the Big Bang Theory? Jim Parsons? Parsons yeah. Oh, I told them, I go, he's gay. They're like, Joey, not. Not everybody is gay, Joey, okay? <laughs> True. So, yeah. You're right, then Mom. Cut to. <laughs> so anyway, um, so she tells us, okay, we're going to break up into like little groups, but during the groups, I've graded six of the papers. I'm grading them very slowly. I've graded six of the papers. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to pull people in the conferences, and um, you know, you guys talk among yourself. And I was in that group of six, and she pulled us and took us to the English department. And then we sat in like this lounge while she took people in one at a time into this conference room. And she took this one guy. She was with him for like 15 minutes. And okay. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Then they go, he comes out and he goes, I got a D. Okay. And I was like, fuck. And she goes, he goes, you're next to me. So I go in there and she goes, hello. And I go, hi, Marguerite. And she says, you got the highest grade in the class and you have a B plus. Okay. And I go, okay. But and she's she only goes, graded six. How does she know you got the highest She says grade? she's read them all, though. Oh, okay. And then she goes, and I'll tell you this. If you keep doing the going the way you're going, you're going to get an A. Okay. And I was like, okay. And, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't fight it. I had a pleasant conversation with her for two minutes. And I left. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I just want the fucking A. Right. And she stopped talking about politics. Right. So. I would love to hear what she had to say this week. Oh, people have been asking me. People have been saying, oh, what do you think she's going to say? I go, one of two things is going to happen tomorrow. 
She's either going to ignore it. Yeah. I didn't watch the debate either. She's kind of <laughs> dropped the subject. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Or she's going to say, don't you think it's interesting, though? I mean, like, yeah, it's awful what he said, you know. But I just, some people were saying, Marguerite, don't you think it's so interesting that it came out the same day as the Hillary emails were leaked? And I just have to think that the mainstream media just leaked it on purpose to cover up Hillary's emails. I That's not a conspiracy theory that I think is too far-fetched, that... Somebody who understood the WikiLeaks stuff made sure timing happened, right? But that doesn't discount the, all the stuff that happened. It's not like a conspiracy theory that the Donald Trump stuff came out on that day and was false and fabricated just because of the WikiLeaks stuff. That's a far-fetched No, she's not going to say that, but yeah. I think but it is. I'll say what's crazy is because there's a controversy actually about the way the story came out. Mm-hmm. Which is Access Hollywood was working on it. They found it and they were prepping it for Monday's broadcast. And the Washington Post somehow got a hold of the video. Maybe someone working on Access Hollywood. And they ran with it on Friday. So then Access Hollywood ran with it super early. So, I mean, it's not like people were rushing to get this out. I don't think, I think almost like pure capitalism, people were, um, were, were trying to get it out as quickly as possible. I will say, I just saw right now before we went on the air that a couple of Mark Burnett, I got I have a friend who has a mutual friend who's very high up at Mark Burnett, like mm-hmm. very high. And what I mean by the highest level that's not Mark Burnett, okay? Okay. And um some Mark Burnett producers have come out and said like there is worse shit on the yeah. cutting room floor for the apprentice and I guess one of them pretty much said there's a $5 million penalty if we leak it, so if anyone wants to pay it, how is someone not saying, how is any news organization saying, we will pay the fucking $5 million? Um, give it to us. Well, I could see that being against some news organization's policies. So yeah. I could like see George why Soros. But can't you see a TMZ pulling together $5 million for such oh, a Oh, yeah, thing? yeah. That is so worth $5 million. I know one of them, he says the N-word. Oh, yeah. If, that, if, if it, if is it that really shocking is the N-word, to you? Is that no, shocking if, to you, though? It really is over. If they have video of him saying the N-word, it is effing over. It's over. It's Just have the election today. The disgusting part is he'll still pull in millions of votes. Isn't that sad? That's gross. It's not sad. It's disgusting. It's really sad. Angry. I'm afraid to talk to my parents about how they feel about stuff. My mom was a strong Trump wow. supporter. Before sad and this. gross should be the name of this show. Sorry. Yeah. You're sad and I'm gross. <laughs> sad and gross here with you. <laughs> what the hell's a toque? <laughs> so wait, what were you talking about your mom? Uh, so my mom's a strong Trump supporter. I knew she was, um, but I don't know. I, 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 I avoid the topic. Um, and so I'm curious how the last week's event, the stuff that's come out in the last week, I'm curious how that's affected all of that. But I don't know that I have the stomach to ask, you know? Yeah, there are people who in my life who I know are Trump supporters. I'm very curious to hear what they think. The last conversation, I know I told you this at breakfast, but I want to get on the record too. The last conversation I had with my mom, she called me and she has these like Bluetooth uh, he- hearing aids that mm-hmm. connect to her phone and do stuff. So that's not like just a Bluetooth device. It also can help her hear. Mm-hmm. But she was syncing them incorrectly or something. So she called me and I could hear her and she knew I was there, but she couldn't hear me. 
Mm-hmm. So it took her almost 15 minutes where she's like, hold on, Michael, hold on. I, I know you're there, hold on. And I just sat there and she would say, hello? Okay, I could hear you, but hold on, let me fix this. 15 minutes later, she unsyncs these dumb things and she's talking to me and she's like, okay, I could hear you. Uh, how are you? What did you call for? And I was like, oh, I didn't call you. And she's like, I see him, I miss calls. And I was like, what's the date? And it's like three months ago. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the entire conversation was her telling me she thought we had a conversation. <laughs> my mom my mom called me a Friday night before you know, anything happened. This is earlier in the evening. She goes, did you call me? <laughs> and I was like, no, but wouldn't it show up on your phone if I called you? I, we're, we have the same mother. We do. What are you doing next week? Next week, I go, I'm going to school, and then um, not anything big planned for next week, actually. Um, Joey, Big Blue Test launches next week. I have this idea. So we're um, if anyone who is new to the show, and there are because of your – we have people listening that are RuPaul um, Drag Race fans. I know that the, our downloads have gone up since you started doing that show. Um, so thank you, Daniel Brewer. Now we're at three listeners. We're at three <laughs> listeners. Um, they, you, you stepped over my joke. I said, or my, I can edit that. I can edit that. I can edit that. And I'll edit this part now too. And then the part that I just said that. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't know what big blue test is, is, uh, let me tell you real quick. Do you mind Joey? No, go ahead. So I work for a nonprofit organization that runs a, a campaign every fall. Next year, hopefully, it'll be more than just the fall. But uh, in the fall, we ask people to test their blood glucose, get active for 14 to 20 minutes, test their blood glucose again. And if you don't have diabetes, you skip that part, uh, the blood testing part, and you just exercise for 14 minutes. Just a walk around the block. It's easy. And then you submit your results at bigbluetest.org or using the iPhone or Android app. And each time you do it, uh, you're helping yourself because you're getting up and getting active, but you're also helping diabetes-related nonprofits. So each entry that you make uh, results in a $3 donation that's made to diabetes charities. And this year we have cool charities, one in Riverside, California. It's this health clinic that is helping screen for diabetes or um, finding a lot of pre-diabetes in folks. It's a heavily Latino population down there. Um, so that's one. Another one uh, provides resources for people that have eating disorders and diabetes, which is really hard to treat. Uh, and then the third is a group that is providing educational resources for uh, women of color uh, and of, about diabetes and prediabetes. So each time you do it, all three of those organizations get $1. So it results in a $3 donation. So it costs you nothing but a little bit of sweat. Um, so I would love for people listening to go out and do it. But Joey, I also have this idea. So we're registering small walking groups. So there are people in like Lincoln, Nebraska, who are getting together and exercising and then submitting the results to me. And then I'm keeping a tally of these small groups so that they can see how much money they've actually raised for charities. Um, so I was thinking we should maybe do a catching up one. So people, instead of submitting their results, they could submit them to us and then we'll submit them as a batch or something. I like it. And then we can see how much catching up has raised. Does that make sense? Yes. And the person who raises the most money, I've not talked to Mike Lawson about this. I'm bringing it back. 
we'll get to do another edition of Catching Up. Oh. With Catching Up. Is that enough as incentive? <laughs> yeah, people will stop exercising. Yeah, I'm a, I would like look at the leaderboard and I'd be like, oh shit. I better slow down because I don't want to be the one that these idiots call. If you like. <laughs> you, How about or this? Maybe, we'll do a catching up with a person of your choice. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll just the call person, whoever they want. Yes. Yes. I like that. The person who raises the most money, Mike and I will do a catching up with catching up with whomever you choose. <laughs> and we will call that person. Now, Mike, what are you going to do? If, let's say like. Let's say, for instance, some comical Pride 48 person wins, and they want us to catch up with Daniel Brewer. We'll do it. Here's okay. My, here's my sto- Here's my question, though. How We need to set up a way for um, listeners to submit results to us. Should we do it on the Catching Up website? Is this weird yeah. that I'm creating something on my no. work-related? Okay. No. Here's what you'll do. You'll go to cupodcast.com slash test. There's going to be a form right there. Just tell us how many, uh, how what you did for exercise. We'll compile it. Uh, you'll put in your name too, so that you can get credit, and we'll keep track of it that way. Cool. So w- from the moment you hear this until November fourteenth, might be a little bit early, but let's do it. I like it. Cool. And I'm going to participate. Cupodcast.com/slash Big Blue Test. One All word. All right. Cool. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,